the ATM machine ate my debit card. My friends held me down that night, but the next day, everyone was supposed to go to Macau, which is like the Las Vegas of um, Hong Kong, China, mm-hmm. and I couldn't go with them because I didn't have any money. So my mom was thinking me the money, and she forgot to put my middle name on the on the account. They Dang. was going by the passport. Yeah, so the post office was like, nope, we can't do anything. So they advised me to go somewhere else, another Western Union. But when I got to the Western Union, they wasn't trying to give me the money either. But luckily, I don't know what happened. A manager was on site or I spoke to a manager. And I guess he, like, I was like, you can call the school. I have my college ID. Because mm-hmm. the um, university gave us an ID. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm Aaliyah. Like, I need my money. Like, only probably had, what, about 50 to 100 Hong Kong dollars left on me. That's no money. Mm-hmm. But I'm on up getting my money at the end yeah. of the day. Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on setting abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today I have my friend Aaliyah as the guest. I'm also speaking to you through a new mic this time around. (laughs) Um, Basically, I was doing a ton of interviews for April, May, June, and uh, not a ton, that's an exaggeration, but I was doing a lot of interviews for uh for that span of time and uh just as i finished the last of that batch of interviews uh my mic died on me (laughs) y'all uh the mic i've had since the beginning since i started recording for the show back in may of last year that mic is no longer with us so i had to go and get a new mic unexpectedly um but i'm thankful for it uh what i'll be using to record from this day forward hopefully (laughs) and uh, that was just something funny that I wanted to share with y'all but today is not about me and my mic today is about Aaliyah and her travel stories and also the study abroad scholarship that she's currently accepting applications for Um, so as always obviously I encourage you to listen to this episode in its entirety to get the details Um, but basically Aaliyah Uh, had the opportunity to study abroad in Hong Kong for a few weeks as an undergraduate student. Um, She was taking business classes there and she enjoyed that experience so very much and was so appreciative of the new network of of friends from all around the world that she was able to make during that time and also incredibly thankful toward the women in her life who uh, made that experience possible for her, especially financially, that she wanted to pay it forward. So currently, Aaliyah is accepting applications for the Diverse International Women of Color Study Abroad Scholarship. Um, That's a scholarship that she has started. And um, so if you are a college student and a woman of color, who is set to study abroad this summer, summer 2019, and you'd like some financial assistance, then please listen to this episode, be inspired, be encouraged, and apply. By the time this episode comes out, it will be April 23rd. Uh, The deadline is May 1st, uh, so you still have a week to get everything together that you need, which isn't much, as you'll hear. Um, And apply and be considered for that scholarship that Aliyah is offering. Also, uh, Aliyah would like to try and offer 
a scholarship to more people than she's intending this time around. And she'd also like to keep this going, um, especially for spring and summer of next year. So if you would like to help her do that, you are more than welcome to donate. She has a GoFundMe running for the scholarship uh, that you can donate to. Uh, so again, listen to this episode all the way through to the end and find out what information you need um, and what you need to do to either apply uh, and or donate. <laughs> so with all that said, uh, without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy my interview with my friend, Aaliyah Harris. Once again, um, um, it's very nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Um, thanks for agreeing to be a guest on this podcast. Yeah, um, really looking forward to learning about you and your travels and and your scholarship, especially. I know that's a big thing that you've got going on right now. Yeah. Um, but uh, why don't we start with you introducing yourself first? Anything you want people to know about you right off the bat? Um, my name is Aaliyah Dudrup Harris. I'm from the Bronx. I live in New York, I live in New York City. I went to SUNY College at Old Westbury. Um, I recently got my master's in human resources in um, 2015. Um, I currently do HR for a living in human resources. I work for one of the um, New York City health hospitals downtown, and I just love what I'm doing. Um, and that's about it. <laughs> okay, great. Congratulations on uh, getting your master's degree recently. That's that's a big accomplishment. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thank you. Is that something you always wanted to go into, HR? Yes. Yeah, so I actually wanted to be um, working, I guess, management information systems. But I took a comp- well, it was which is called HIS, Human Resources Information Systems. But I took a management information systems class in college, and I didn't like it. Mm. It was computer programming class. So I was like, I'm not working with computers. I'm just going to um, do the HR part, do the people side part. So that's what I did. Okay. I liked it. Nice. And what, because uh, I feel like HR is not something that a lot of people think of as, like, exciting or interesting as far as fields go. Um, yes. What, what about it appeals to you? What, what do you like about it so much? I think what I like most about working in HR is going through the going to do the employee life cycle, going through the recruitment phase, looking for qualify um qualify um employees, um reading their resume, seeing how in, um enthusiastic they are to start working, um conducting orientation, um making sure they know the proper information, making sure they know the HR policy manual and procedures. Um, that's about it. Just the just working with employees, working with different groups. You can work with I work with the CEO, work with the executive director, even working with um, you know, regular employees. I think that's the best part. The worst part is I guess firing someone mm. and letting them know that, you know, we have to let you go. I think that's the worst part of HR. Man, that's gotta be hard. Um have you ever seen that movie? I forgot what it's called. It has George Clooney in it, and he fires people for a living. No. You do? I, okay. He's got to watch movies like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so when you mentioned having to fire people, that, that movie's uh, yeah. in my mind. And uh, you, um, is it an undergrad that you went to yes. Hong Kong? 
Yes. Okay. So, so I actually studied abroad. So the great part about I went to the um we have this thing called the State University of New York, which is a big we call it SUNY system. Mm-hmm. So the great part about great part about going to a state college in New York is that there's a large um, SUNY network where when I attended SUNY College out of Westbury, I had the chance to do my study abroad partnership through Stony Brook University, which is a big university in Long Island. Mm-hmm. And they was connect they were connected to the um, my study abroad program at the Chinese University of Hong Kong. Okay. So that's how I got to study abroad in um, two thousand and twelve. Nice, nice. Was that um was that something you had wanted to do while you were in college or was it like something that you yeah. came across randomly? It was something that I wanted to do. It's 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 China's been one of the places I wanted to go to. Um, even growing up, I used to look at a lot of kung fu movies with my dad. Um, yeah, I always loved kung fu movies growing up. Always watched Bruce Lee, and I just was like, wow, you know, what if I get to go there? You know, what if what what if I get to experience the culture? And that's what I did. Um, an opportunity presented itself, and I got the chance to study abroad. At first, I was like, uh. I don't think they're going to accept me, but I want to begin to accept it. And it was the best decision that ever happened in my life. Mm, nice. Why didn't you think they would accept you? Um, I don't know. Cause it was, it's a competitive, it was a competitive program. Mm. So they only, uh, out of the program, only three, um, they only accepted three people. So I went to, I went to the um, program with two people that actually were from Stony Brook University. And then I was the only one from, um, SUNY College at from Old Westbury. Okay. Nice. And what was the program focused on? So the program was called the um, International Summer School Program. So it was just focused on, I guess, any student taking any classes they want. They offered business classes. So I took two business classes. I took Human Resources Management, and I took Business Policy and Strategy. Um, okay. people, you could take um any classes you want. A lot of people, a lot of people took um the um the language classes mm-hmm. like mandarin cantonese i didn't i need to take i need i need to take a language requirement so i just took my two classes i needed to um to have okay graduate all right uh did you feel like i mean hong kong because it used to didn't it was like used to belong to china and then it belonged to britain and then it belonged to china mm-hmm. again so people speak english there or maybe yes, not? They speak okay so that wasn't an issue for you, even though you didn't, like, take uh, Mandarin or Cantonese classes? No, it wasn't an issue. I mean, when I traveled outside of campus, maybe sometimes it was an issue going out to eat in different restaurants. But I always traveled with um, someone who spoke um, Mandarin or Cant- Cantonese. Okay. Well, that works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that works. And was that your first time going out of the country? Um, it was my second time going out the country. My first time going out the country, I went to the Bahamas, so I took a cruise. But this was like my first first time traveling to like a big country by myself mm-hmm. with nobody. And how did you feel about that at the time? I was scared. I was really scared. I was I I packed everything. I took I was there for five weeks, and I legit took two big suitcases and packed. <laughs> Like I felt like packing my whole life in two suitcases just just for the summer because I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. So I was nervous, but my family were you know supportive, um, and they encouraged me to go, and that was it. Nice, nice. So uh, you were in a like a summer school program. So you were with other yes. students. Um, yes. So were you like in a, in a dorm situation or an apartment yes. situation? 
Okay. So there was about 500 international students from all across, all across the globe. Um, and we got to actually stay within the, um, the China University of Hong Kong dorms. Mm. So the student dorms. So on my floor, which was great, I had um, my roommates were from the UK. So there was I was like my sweet mates were from the UK. So it was mm. really cool. Mm. Nice. So you, mm-hmm. went, so you were in class every day. Um, and you, like you said, you kind of could take whatever classes you want. You took business yeah. classes. Yeah. Um, how did that compare to taking your classes back in New York? Was it about the same? So the great thing about the program is that they had, I think, American professors. So one of my, one of my, um, my HR professor, she was from Connecticut and the, um, business policy and strategy professor, he was from Texas. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that the American, like the regular classes, the business classes, they probably were from um, the United States. And I'm assuming that the um, Mandarin and Cantonese classes, you know, it was an Asian professor that taught the classes. Okay. So you were in class every every single day, like Monday through yes, Friday? Yes, every day. Thing? So we had, yep, we had classes Monday through um, Friday. And it was from the whole day. It was from 9 to 5. So we did nine to one p.m. and then we took a break and then did two, um did and did two to five. I'm actually nine to twelve and then we took a break from two to five. Okay. So it was a yeah. So we took like a two hour um like two hour break and then had class from two to five. So it was like a whole day thing every day. Wow. Okay. It was long. It was. It does sound long. I was about to say, well, oh, that's nice. You had like a two hour lunch break, but then you were in class like all day, literally all yeah, day. Yeah, you were class all day. So. <laughs> I had to take two classes. Some people took one class where they just, you know, had one class to worry about, but I had to take two classes. That was the requirement for my study abroad program. Mm. Okay. And how was it um how was it adjusting to Hong Kong? At first it was it was it was bad. It it it, it didn't go it didn't go well. Um the time difference because New York is 12 hours behind Hong Kong, so I experienced bad jet lag. I remember being up um, listening to Hot, Hot 97, listening to Power 1051, these are radio stations in New York because I couldn't sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I got sick the first week there. I had ate some something that was really bad, and it made me sick, and I was throwing up for two days, and I had to go to class, and it just wasn't feeling my best. Um, so it was hard adjusting to, you know, the the food, the environment. Um, the school was on a mountain, so just you know walking everywhere mm-hmm. sometimes um sometimes we, they would take buses but the buses wouldn't come so we have to walk from one point to the other side of campus so it was a lot to adjust but i did it yeah man that's a lot that's really rough mm-hmm. <laughs> you had a pretty rough start when you got yeah <laughs> i got sick I, I was i was really sick i was i was almost dying i was sick oh my goodness I mean, did you did you have to go to the hospital, or did you just take... Oh. So, I actually went to the university's um, hospital. I went actually twice. The first time I went is when I caught a stomach virus, mm-hmm. and then the second time I went is when I caught, like, a severe heat rash, because it was blazing out there. It was, like, probably 100 degrees Fahrenheit or mm. 99 degrees Fahrenheit, and I just broke out in a rash. So, the first time I went, they, they couldn't do anything for me. They just said, you know, you need to get your rest whatever the case may be. But the second time I went, they gave me some ointment because my rash, you know, I had a severe heat rash. Mm. And um, that was it. They just told me to put sunscreen lotion on and stuff like that. Okay. 
Man, heat rash. I forgot that those things exist. My goodness. Yeah. It was hot. It was hot. <laughs> Beautiful oh, but hot. Yeah. Beautiful but hot. Well, I'm glad you made it out all right. About how long did it take before you felt like you could, you were kind of adjusted? I think after the second week, maybe this, maybe two and a half weeks in, maybe that's when it adjusted, when I, you know, felt comfortable and I was like, okay, I can do this for another three more weeks. So I think it was okay. Okay. Good, good, good. And did you, uh, you mentioned your sweet mates and you know other students that you went to to class with. Um, mm-hmm. Were you able to like make friends with them or like when outside of, of class when you explored? Did you usually spend time with them? So um, on the first day of the, I guess the, we had a meet and greet. Mm-hmm. The first day I met this um, this person named Halloween Wang, and he's from um, mainland China, and he we just clicked. Um, and I I stayed with him and I chilled with them. And it was um, a Halloween, um, Martin, it's just different people from different countries, um, Akasha, and we just clicked together. And they were just my group for the entire um, duration of the program. Nice. So wherever they went, I went. <laughs> if they wanted to go out to eat, I was like, okay, I wanted to go out to eat. I had a roommate, mm-hmm. but I really didn't get along with my roommate. It was mostly like high by. Mm. Um, I really never saw her. She was actually, she actually was from Hong Kong. So she actually had a family um, vacation there with the time that she was there. So she was sometimes with her family, and then sometimes she was with the people from her classes that she made. Okay. Okay. And um, this is just something I'm curious about. I don't know if you would know or not, but you were in Hong Kong in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Is Hong Kong a place that a lot of international students tend to go to? Like, is that a Yes. Place? Okay. Yeah, so when we was, I think there's like another school, and they actually do like another international summer school program there too, but I'm not sure um, where the school was located at. But yeah, so there was a lot of students there because there's this place that's called Mr. Wong's, mm-hmm. and it's like a it's like a tourist place. Like he um, get all the food you want unlimited to eat, but it's like you know Chinese course, ten course meal. And then it's a, it's all like where the students go, like students so it's place to eat. Mm-hmm. And it comes with you and then you can have beer and all this stuff. So it's a whole bunch of international students there. Okay. Nice, nice. And so what were the types of things or your favorite things to do besides uh going to class? How would you spend your time normally outside of class? So outside of class we <laughs> we did a lot of party. <laughs> I partied so much. I actually spent my 21st birthday in Hong Kong, mm. which was amazing. Um, I spent my, I spent my 21st birthday in Hong Kong. Everybody that I was I knew of, I had like created like a party event on Facebook and told people to come out, and we all just went out and had a blast. I remember buying a cake from like the mall that was a stop away from my university, mm-hmm. and we were all cutting cake, and then we all going to the club. Um, every Thursday it was ladies' night in Hong Kong, so all the ladies got to go and get in for free and drink for free. Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we would do Thursday, and then the next day we would um, go back, go to class, or have a scheduled um, event. To um, we had like a they called. A culture tour mm-hmm. of Hong Kong. So that was the great thing about going to the school that every weekend we had a tour. So we got to visit the different places in Hong Kong, which is really dope. Oh, that is really nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This took us on culture experiences. It was really nice. Like I got to visit the Big Buddha, 
Um, I got to visit like the different little islands in Hong Kong. I got to visit like downtown Hong Kong where they have like the Chinese stars. It was just the Hollywood star, the famous star. So it was really nice. Hmm. And how does clubbing in Hong Kong compare to clubbing in New York? So clubbing in Hong Kong, at the time, I guess Nicki Minaj was really popular. <laughs> so they played a lot of Nicki, Nicki Minaj has that, you know, that techno feel, funk feel, pop feel. Mm-hmm. So they played Nicki Minaj a lot everywhere. And they played, and I think that song by Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, New York and mm-hmm. New York. They play. They love that song. So, especially when I was like, you know, out of all my friends, I'm like, I'm from New York, and they were just like, oh, that's so amazing, and this and that. So, um, that was it. It was. It was fun. It was fun. Got to hang out with a lot of people. Nice. That's that's funny. Like when I think maybe a lot of times when Americans travel places, if you say you're American, it's like they. People might want to ask you about New York, or California, or something. Of course, and then you have to be like, "Oh, sorry, I'm from like Michigan or wherever." Like, <laughs> but they actually got to meet someone from New York, so that yeah, was it was nice. <laughs> but what happened? I think the biggest culture shock when going to Hong Kong was that people came and, and like took pictures of me because I had at the time you know, I, I don't have hair now, but at the time I had hair and I had my hair in box braids. So I guess people had never seen box braids on an African-American female before. So people would stop and be like, can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? Can I take a picture? I remember going to the amusement park. It was an amusement park, one of our culture tours that we went on. And we went to this park called Ocean Park. And I'm walking and people are like, let me take a picture with you Let me on a train. Let me take a picture with you. And I'm like, okay. So that's something that I had to get um, adjusted to. Mm. That was one of the big adjustments I had to get. Like, people would just take pictures just because. Like, I felt like I was a celebrity. Yeah. (laughs) I was about to ask, was that annoying to you? Or did it make you feel flattered? Or... I mean, at first, I was, I was, I'm like, what are people doing? And then, um, hanging out with my friend Halloween and my other friend, too, they were just saying, like, they just, you know, they just, they wanted to know, how do you get your braids? They, they always wanted to know, how do you get your braids like that? Is this your real hair? Can you wash your hair? Like, they would just ask me crazy questions. Because they, they was wondering, like, they were like, where's your hair at? You know, how do, how did you get so long? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, I thought it was cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you say out of the the places around Hong Kong that you visited? Which was which would you say was your favorite? I think my favorite favorite part was visiting the Big Buddha. The Big Buddha is like a big Buddha statue. You have to climb about two hundred and sixty eight steps just to reach the top. Mm. But before you get into the village, like the area, we had like a vegetarian um like vegetarian meal with all the students so because i don't think they um ate any meat um in the place that we were going to so just trying different tofu so i thought i thought that was like the best experience Mm. do you have anything that was like your least favorite experience that you had in hong kong besides being sick (laughs) um i think one of the most least the worst experience i guess i had while studying abroad is that i lost my debit card oh no I didn't lose my debit card. Well, um, at the time, my mom had activated my debit card 
that I was supposed to go to my university because the card I had was expiring because I couldn't use it anymore. So he pre-activated while in U.S. And then when I went out with my friends at the time, eating, I was eating out with my friends and trying to get money out of the ATM machine. The ATM machine ate my debit card. And they were saying, this is fraud. Oh, um, no. like, So I was like, okay, what's the problem? What happened? Not realizing that my mother activated my card. So I was terrified. I had like a little bit of money on me. I didn't know what to do. So my friends held me down that night. But the next day, everyone was supposed to go to Macau, which is like the Las Vegas of um, Hong Kong, China. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't go with them because I didn't have any money. Dang. So I had to take a journey to get the money. So my mom was giving me the money. And she forgot to put my middle name on the on the account. So when I went to the post office, which was about like 15 minutes, 30 minutes away from the university, they wouldn't allow me to get the money. So they mm. told me to go to the out. And after going to another place, I had to travel about an hour, hour and a half away from the university by myself on a bus. Mm. I wound up getting my money. Cause I was I was crying. Everybody was looking at me like, yeah. "What is this girl? Just what am I? You call? I'm like, I, I, I'm Aaliyah. This is my name. Like I'm not lying." And they were like, "Well, your passport says Aaliyah Duja Harris, but this account is only for Aaliyah D Harris. Who is this?" Person? And I'm like, "Oh my god! Oh my goodness!" Yeah, that's what and I was I, gonna ask. Like, oh, were they going by your passport? And that's why yeah, they were going by okay. the passport. They was going by the passport. Yep. So the post office was like, nope, we can't do anything. So they advised me to go somewhere else to another Western Union. But when I got to the Western Union, they wasn't trying to give me the money either. But luckily, I don't know what happened. A manager was on site or spoke to a manager. And I guess he, like, I was like, you can call the school. I have my college ID. Because mm-hmm. the um, university gave us an ID. I was like, I'm, 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 I'm Aaliyah. Like, I need my money. Like, I don't have any money. Like, I don't know. I didn't know when I was going to get my card because the card was being mailed to the university. So I don't know if it would have took three days. So I was like, I don't have any money. Only probably had, what, about 50 to 100 Hong Kong dollars left on me. That's no money. Mm. But I'm on up getting my money at the end yeah. of the day. So. Mm-hmm. But I, I took a journey. Yeah, it sounds like it. <laughs> I'm glad it worked out. It's a shame yeah. we didn't get to go to Macau, though. I heard Macau was really interesting. Yes, it's yeah. it was really nice. All my friends went. Um, my friend won actually won from uh, my friend Matt from um, New Jersey. He actually won a lot of money and gambling, but then he like lost the money and then he won it back, and they just had a good time. And I was, that's the one thing I regret, like not going to Macau. Yeah. Was there Every- anywhere else outside of? Hong Kong that you went or did you stay within Hong Kong that whole time I stayed in with Hong Kong so we yeah I stayed in Hong Kong throughout the whole time there was some students that decided not to go on like the culture trips so some students would like take cheap flights to like Bangkok for the weekend because we had the weekend off or mm-hmm. they would go to like little different like countries out of Hong Kong they had the money <laughs> and they would just travel <laughs> okay Okay, but you went on the culture trips. Was well, I feel yeah, like it's great because it's oh. like you you don't have to plan that for yourself, right? You could just exactly join a everything. Trip. Is yeah, I think it was about four or five culture trips that we could that we went on, and it was it was nice. It was cool. I got to, you got to experience Hong Kong, and we you know we did it as a group. I did it with all my my friends that I made mm-hmm. during the time, so it was cool. Okay, and I know Hong Kong is a fairly like 
I guess you could say an international place. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it is still mostly, like, Chinese people, but it seems like a place that people from all over the world go to. Did you happen to see other people who looked like you? Like, were there other black people that you encountered while you were in Hong Kong? Yes, but I can count probably on my hand <laughs> how many times I saw. And, you know, I mean, I guess it's when it's an African-American thing, like, they just give you the head nod and mm-hmm. keep it moving. Right. So um, I, would, I, I remember being in the club, and I saw, like, an um, African-American male, and he was there. I think he said he was from the Navy, and he was stationed in Hong Kong. And he partied for that. He was like, yo, you're the only, you know, I haven't seen, I've been here for a couple of months, and I haven't seen this black person. <laughs> So I hanged out with him for a little while, and then I went back to my friends. So it it was nice. But um, when I saw, like, you know, black people, they would just say hello, hi, and then we just keep it moving. Okay. All right. Well, at least there was that. I've heard stories where, like, for people who are living in other countries, sometimes you see other black people, and, like, you might try and, like, say hello, hello or hi, and they won't acknowledge you. Mm. So I don't know if that's like a. I mean, it depends. Maybe that person's not American, or they just are not. They're not thinking about trying to interact with people or something. I don't Mm -hmm. know. But sometimes you don't even get a nod, so it's like it's nice. Yeah, sometimes they keep walking and don't say anything. So Mm -hmm. yes, that definitely that happened too. But most of the times, um, people would say hi and they just keep it moving. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you said your family was really supportive of you when you went to Hong Kong. Yes, my mom. My, actually, my mom, my mom, and my grandma and my aunt is really the reason why I went to Hong Kong. They they supported me. They my mom used her savings to get my plane ticket. Mm. Uh, my aunt and my grandmother gave me spending money. Like I don't I don't know without them. Like I wouldn't have went to Hong Kong. And I'm so blessed and thankful for them to even you know provided me the financial funds for me to go abroad to go abroad yeah because it made a difference and i just reap the benefits of studying their board so yeah yeah that's yeah. really that's really good that you had their support i'm sure they were really mm-hmm. proud of you and they really wanted okay. you to have that experience yeah um, especially since it sounds like it was like a difficult program to get into yeah. yes <laughs> they wanted you to take advantage of it yeah, yes for sure how did you keep up with your family while you were away? Did you just like post on social media or Um, so I used Skype. We used Skype okay. but again, um they were two hours ahead from us. So right. I would call them in the morning. So as soon as I woke up I would like call my mother or I had to at I guess at that time um, like we didn't have, I guess you know how now T-Mobile has like unlimited. You can call people from around the world and be unlimited. At that time, they didn't have that. You have to pay for like minutes and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would just always tech. I download like an, I downloaded an app at the time I had an Android and just download like a text for text for free number app and we just text them like good morning this and that. Text them throughout the day until you know they was time because my mom was working, my sister was working, so I, they knew what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I remember you you said that you grew up watching like kung fu movies and that really <laughs> um, that really sparked your interest in wanting to go to China. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I actually don't know the specifics if Hong Kong is, is considered part of China or not. But like, did you I, I'm wondering if you had any like ideas of how it was going to be before you went and then once you arrived did that meet your expectations or your idea of what Hong Kong was going to be like um when I went to Hong Kong I I really didn't expect anything I was just like you know this is my first time again this is my first time going away Mm -hmm. so I was like you know whatever happens happens like if you know 
if God wants me to be here, then I'm going to be here and experience this and just take this all in. And I think that's I think that's what I did. I think I just took everything in. Anything happened. Um, all the experiences I had, just meeting different people, going to different classes. Um, a great thing, I met a couple of people from like Singapore, my classmates from Singapore. So it gets me in a little bit about them. I think I just took everything in. I think I'll probably nervous just to meet um, so many different people because, you know, you're meeting people from different countries. So. Yeah. Okay. That's the, I think that's the great thing about the program. It was that it was an international summer school program. So it was students from all around the globe. Like, again, my friend, I have one of my close friends now. One, he's from Switzerland. Another one's from the UK. Another one's from mainland China. Another one's from Denmark. So just having those different cultures combined. I thought that was great about the program. Yeah. So you were learning about Hong Kong through you know living there but also yeah, learning about all exactly. these other different types of people exactly yeah and it's good that um from from what i can tell you you were pretty open about like you didn't have too many expectations to where you might have been disappointed you're pretty open oh, about wow. how it was going to be maybe probably disappointed when it came to the food because my stomach <laughs> my stomach couldn't take that and yeah. i got sick but I think that's probably was the disappointment. But then I loved, like, I loved, I loved dim sum. Like, I love, it's a type, like, little dumplings. And mm-hmm. I loved eating that. Or I had to, I got, I had a chance to eat hot pot with my friends. And I just, I just embraced the culture. I loved the food. And I loved trying different things. We actually went to a fish market for one of our culture trips in Hong Kong. And just eating, like, the fresh fish from the sea was amazing. It was, it was just really good. Yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. I'm glad that like your first time going somewhere, you know, that far away was mm-hmm. like so positive and that you gained so much from it. That's really good. Yeah. And now you have well, you've gone to grad school and all that. And now uh-huh. you have your own study abroad scholarship, right? Yes. That- um I have I created my own study abroad. This is something I've been wanting to do for like the past two years. So about two years ago, um, I actually did a reunion with the people that I became close friends with. Mm-hmm. So we actually went to Denmark to, um, for Christmas in 2017 and, and went to a Christmas market and visited Denmark and Sweden. And just being around everybody, I was like, you know what, uh, I think I should create something. So, you know, other people like me can reap the benefits of studying abroad mm-hmm. and just gaining this uh, um this experience because the experience was amazing and you get to gain a vast global network i mean i have i can go to if i want to visit my friend i can go to london i can go to um india i actually went to india this past summer and stayed with my friend mm-hmm. and it was beautiful i got to visit the taj mahal and you know me, by me not studying abroad it would i wouldn't be i would have never thought about you know what let me go to india and let me, you know, stay with someone that actually is from the country and get that experience. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a difference when you, you know, when you live with someone that's from the country, actually can go into the tourist place because you get to see the ins and outs of their country, which I think is beautiful. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, <laughs> I just think it's so cool. Like you said, you have these international friendships now where you were going to Denmark to meet up with people that you had met in Hong Kong. <laughs> yes, we did. We actually had a five-year reunion two years ago, which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's so cool. I'm glad you have continued to travel since then. Um, yeah. And you decided to start the scholarship. Is this new? Like, is it this year that you're starting? 
to offer yes, scholarship? Yes, it's new. So, I, I, like I said, I've been, like, planning, but I was just like, I didn't know, you know, when to do it. You know, I was just like, okay, I think I want to do it, but then I think I don't want to do it. But then I was like, something just told me, like, you know, you have nothing to lose. Just start it. I would say I've been saving my money for the past two years. So I guess it's like, you know, got everything together and I guess put it out there to the world. And the responses have been great. I've been getting a lot of like, oh, my God, this is amazing. You know, this is amazing that you want to help, you know, our female students. It's so important that we get out and study and board. And it really means a lot to me because. I just want to be a blessing in someone else's life because my mother, my grandmother, my aunt was a blessing in my life. Mm, yeah, that's beautiful. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. And what's the, I mean, I know the name of it, but can you explain what the name of your scholarship is and who you're targeting? Um, so the name of the scholarship is called a Diverse International Woman of Color. Um, my aunt actually helped me create that name. First, I was going to call it Diverse International um, People of Color, but then I wanted to target women of color because myself is a woman of color and just targeting, you know, just to make sure that our women of color get to go abroad because, again, when I studied abroad, I didn't see as much people as me abroad in my international summer school program. Mm-hmm. It was, I probably saw two or three um, black people. I know one girl was from Texas and probably another girl was probably from Africa, but that's what I can remember out of 500 students. Mm-hmm. So I just, you know, I just want to make sure that, you know, our brown brown and black girls get to go abroad and get happy. I want to encourage them, inspire them, and promote, you know, to study abroad because you can't take that chance. And if you have the right support system, you know, you can go abroad. Anything's possible. Yeah, yeah. Have you been getting uh, applications so far? I have been getting applications, and it's, it's it's so inspiring. It's so beautiful. Um, these people are these women are so passionate about going abroad, and it's just it's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Now, and it's it... so appreciative about getting the five hundred dollars because they know that any you know any dollar and every dollar matters when going abroad because you know every dollar counts. Yeah, it does. It really does. <laughs> Um, now, is this for, like, any woman of color who is, like, a student um, here in the States, or is it just for, like, people um, in New York? So, yes, I mean, okay. it's for anybody, um, but I guess the students that are applying for are people from the United States I've been receiving applications from. Um, um, yeah, is this for anyone, and you have to be accepted to enter a study abroad program, and you have to be studying from this, like, from the summer months, so I guess anything from May until August. Mm-hmm. And um, you have to have a good GPA, so anything above a 3.0. I need one um, letter of recommendation. And you also have to respond to a personal statement. Like, why do you want to receive the scholarship? Um, Describe your personal achievements. Describe how you can embrace the... um, How we be able to embrace going to the different... Going to the um, host country. So just answer... And that's about it. There's four documents in one application. Okay, seems fairly simple. <laughs> um, yes. And when is the is it May? When is the deadline for this? So, so the application period opened on March twenty fifth, and the um, application deadline is May first. And then on June third, I will um, personally contact the three winners that won the five hundred dollars. Okay, so there's still time for people to apply if they want to. Of course, yeah. Yes. And what um, did you? I know you said you were thinking about this for a couple of years because you wanted to share or you wanted to make 
the experiences that you had possible for for other women um yes was it just like you researching on your own or did you have any sort of guidance in helping you uh organizing the scholarship no it's just research i've been researching on my own it's this yeah did it upon myself i actually do have a group of team um team of beautiful women helping me out um their names are um louise um dawn amanda and erica and my lovely sister monet that's helping me out coordinate everything um helping me review applications um helping me get out the sweat out the word so i do have a team helping me so yes okay that's great you have that, that support, you know, they believe mm-hmm. in your vision and their, yeah. yeah. And about how many, um, how, about how many scholarships are you thinking of awarding this time around? Um, so I did, so three um, will be awarded um, this time around. Okay. Maybe five, supposedly, um, I think I have a sponsor, but it's not confirmed yet. Okay. So I'm not sure, but definitely three. I'm praying that I can get two more, you know, I can help out two more girls. Right. But if I can't, then I can't. And I probably will do something for the spring semester and probably for the summer semester. Okay. Next year. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to keep doing this every year? Oh, yes. Yeah. I want to keep doing this. Um, I want I want to help as, as many um, women that I can help out. Um, I probably want to expand it to high school students. I, I see that a lot of high school students study abroad as well in high school. Mm-hmm. And I just, you know, just want to encourage our brown and black, you know, girls to study abroad because the world is amazing. You know, you don't have to be confined in a box. There's a whole bunch of endless opportunities outside where you live in. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. (laughs) Do you have anywhere? I mean, you've mentioned India and Denmark and Hong Kong and Mm -hmm. all these amazing places that you've been to. Do you have anywhere else that you'd like to go than anywhere that's high on your list? Yeah, so what I was supposed to go, I was supposed to go to Switzerland this year. That's my next. That's when that was my next destination to go to the um and visit the mountains to go skiing because again one of my friends, his name is Fu, he lives in Switzerland, so I was gonna go visit him during the winter time and go skiing with him. Mm. But um, other than that, no, I probably probably want to go to Africa next and go to South Africa and visit uh, another international friend that I have. And just say hi, but then stay for like a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I love to travel. I think traveling is amazing. Um, again, New York is blah. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just, New York is a melting pot, but <laughs> I think it's more. I think it's it's better going to a different country and experiencing that culture just for a little period of time. Mm-hmm. I think it's important. Yeah. That's so interesting. I feel like a lot of pe- people treat New York like this, like um, almost like they're going to a different country because there's so mm-hmm. much there, you know. Obviously, it's still an American city, but it's like it's like the big city out of all the big yeah. cities in the States, you know. Uh, but I yeah. guess when you're you're from there, when you're born and raised there, it's kind of like, I don't know. I guess no matter where you're from, your hometown is kind of been there done that i guess (laughs) yes exactly i remember when i was studying abroad people were like you're from new york i want to come visit new york and i'm like no i want to come visit where you're at like (laughs) you you live in london you live in india i want to come visit like i never in a million years i would have thought i would have visited india and visit one of the one set world wonders of the world the taj mahal i would have never thought that would even been possible Mm -hmm. to go having had not studied abroad yeah 
Wow. So I just think it's that is amazing. I it's amazing. It's, yeah. And I think it's so good that you're trying to, to pay it forward and inspire mm-hmm. other women to study or um, to study and to travel abroad. Yes. That is so special. Um, yeah. Because obviously maybe they could find a way to do it at any point in their lives, I guess. But mm-hmm. the fact that you really want to help and kind of get yeah. people started sooner or like you said yeah, they already have to be in their program yeah so, you know i don't you know you in college it's easy you get to you know get to network and these networking networks lead to global connections mm-hmm. so it's just it's just really nice yeah yeah well i mean kudos to you this is i think this is amazing what you're trying to do i really do thank you yeah and i hope you get tons more applications i know <laughs> there are a few weeks to go um, yes, thank you. And I hope that you're able to help as many women as possible. And I think thank this so is much. really special. Yeah. Thank um, you. I do have a couple more questions for you, okay. if you don't mind. Uh, yes. <clears throat> do you have any advice based on your own experiences studying abroad and like just traveling ab- abroad in general? Do you have any advice for anyone who's looking to have those types of experiences? Yes, so I think that it's important to know, to research the country that you're studying abroad in. Um, also, know the foods that are being served in your country so you won't get sick. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important. Um, today I posted some um, money tips about studying abroad. I think um, always have an emergency fund just in case something happens. Um, contact your local bank when going abroad. You know, see if you need to get a new debit card or a new credit card. Um, make sure you make copies of your travel documents and just be open to new things. I think that's one of the takeaways that when actually studying abroad, be open to, you know, going to a new um, country, um, going to a new country and experiencing their culture um, and just knowing that, you know, some things might be happening, some things that you're used to, you know, may not, may you know, some things that you're used to may not happen in the country that you're, um, that you're studying abroad in. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important. Okay. Yeah. Those are all very good points. And um, for your scholarship, maybe if there's anyone who's hesitant about applying or maybe not sure if they would, I don't know, like you said how you didn't think you would get accepted into your um, program in Hong Kong. If there's anyone who's kind of hesitant about applying to your scholarship, what would you say to them? Apply. (laughs) Apply. Apply. Because you never know. You never know. You yeah. never know. I think everyone should apply. I think this is a great opportunity. Um, this is only just the beginning. Um, I'm using actually I'm using my own funds to um to do the scholarship. So hopefully, if this become big, you know, I can have different sponsors. But I guess you know, I just want to give. Like you said, I'm going to give back, and I just want to pay you for it. Yeah. Okay. So people shouldn't be shy. Like women who are interested should. Like yes, if, women are interested if you're studying abroad this summer and you need extra funds mm-hmm. and, you know, money's tight and you need $500. $500 can go a lot when you're in a different country. Mm-hmm. It, it could take you a long way. Yeah. Oh, and that's right. Because, like, if they're going in the summer, they probably have already, like, signed up for the program and have mm-hmm. a range and everything. So they might as well apply. So you just need yeah. what you need. is What you need is you need spending money. You need right. extra money for, you know, when you want to go out. That. Everything adds up. Going out, traveling, you just take the bus, getting some school books. You never know. Because when you get to school, you have to still buy books. Mm-hmm. 
and textbooks and stuff like that. So just anything, like you can use the money for whatever you want to use it for. So anyone who's listening to this, you still have time. By the time this yeah. comes out, make sure you apply to the Diverse International Women of Color Got Study Abroad Scholarship. Yes, okay. thank you. Yeah, yeah, my pleasure. And um, where can people reach you or keep up with you online if you would like them so, to do so? Yes. So what they can do is that they can follow my Instagram page called at um, d.i.w.c. Or they can actually just follow me on at h H and then A-L-H-I-A is my first name. Okay. If you have any questions. Or they can email me at Diverse International Woman of Color um, at yahoo.com. Okay, perfect. And those first two accounts, those are both on Instagram, right? Yes. Okay. Those are both me, yes. So Instagram or email. They, that's how yeah. they can reach you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, perfect. Thank you for spending some time this evening with me. Um, yes, is there anything you. that comes to mind that you would like to share before we <laughs> before we uh, call it a wrap? Um, I would just encourage our brown and black girls to study abroad and go experience. Go do something. Go step out your comfort zone. Go do something that you would never think that you can do. Anything's possible, mm-hmm. and I think that's the message that I'm trying to get. That anything's possible. Look at me, a girl from the Bronx, um, that lives in an apartment, went to Hong Kong, and met so much people. Uh, met a, a vast of international people. Um, established a bond with a group of people from um, different countries, and it's just a, it's just an amazing thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you for sharing with me once again. Thank you for making this opportunity available for so yes. many so many women like us. And I hope that it is successful and continues to be successful. I really yes, do. thank you so much for interviewing me and thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. You're very welcome. Um, <laughs> so I will keep up with you, obviously, uh, as leading up to when this comes out. Um, yes. But for now, I'll let you enjoy your evening and yes. I hope you have a great rest of your week, okay? Thank you so much. I hope you have a good one too. All right. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Bye. Good night. <laughs> All right, y'all, there it is. Thanks to Aaliyah for being such a wonderful guest, and I hope you like how this all turned out. For the rest of you listening, don't forget to follow this podcast at Young Gifted and Abroad on Instagram and Facebook, and don't forget to check out guest profiles and resource lists on younggiftedandabroad.com. Also, if you enjoy what you've been hearing so far, then please continue listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Acast, or Stitcher. And as always, if you have questions or comments to share, then please feel free (laughs) to email me at younggiftedandabroad at gmail.com. So for the next episode in two weeks, I have someone who also has a study abroad scholarship underway. Uh, I forgot to mention at the beginning of this episode that Aaliyah is actually the first of three black women who um, will be featured on Young, Gifted, and Abroad who either have started or are preparing to start uh, scholarships geared specifically towards students of color. So the next guest is an avid traveler and uh, she currently lives and works as a teacher in South Korea. 
and so you know you get to hear all about her experience with that for studying abroad in korea and then moving to korea and living and working there as a teacher um but of course you'll also get to hear about the scholarship that she has underway in the works um <laughs> that will be specifically geared toward uh women students of color uh so you get to hear all about that in two weeks but until then thank you so much for listening and talk to you next time